0: Let me tell you about my Patriot supply. I don't think I need to tell you that things are falling apart and things could go dicey um, quickly. So what are you going to do if trucks aren't running, if there's a breakdown of society, even whatever, or if there's just a, you know, a big, you know, hurricane that happens and you have to get out. Imagine how much it's going to cost you just in the food and everything else to feed your family. When there's long lines at the grocery stores, uh, you can rest assured your family's taken care of. If you go to My Patriot Supply right now. Three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. The kit includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, provide over 2,000 calories a day, and it's great food. And it can last in storage for 25 years. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today. Save $200 per kit. Easy to order. MyPatriotSupply.com. Fast, free shipping Do it today, so you're not sitting out going, geez, I wish I would have done that earlier. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. A very serious discussion for thinking Americans. Next. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if anybody else has the feeling, and I I go back and forth between, well, it's just because of all the things I'm seeing, but I don't think it is. Uh, If you've had the feeling that times have changed, especially with this transgender thing and the pushback, uh, on Bud Light, now Target. And we look at that as a good thing. But there's also another side of this that bothers me a great deal. These people that are really behind all of the stuff that's happening to our country, they, they, they won't have a problem, you know, lining people up against the wall and shooting them. They're Marxists. Um, and they don't give up lightly. So we're going after their big ESG, which is good, I guess, because it will hurt BlackRock. But BlackRock's not going to sit around and take it. And everybody seems to be so confident. What is it they have planned? What is coming next in this battle? James Lindsay, he is um, he's a brilliant guy, mathematician, um, a out-of-the-box thinker knows the left very, very well uh, and got out of the left and tried to find sanity, he's warning about something. And I I think if I understand it, I think he's right. And we'll talk to him about this. This is really important. And for non-reactionaries and thinkers to actually listen because something is coming our way, I fear. And he may know exactly what it is we go there in 60 seconds right now there's a serious argument going on among my staff about which fast-food joint has the better burger it's really threatening to tear the company apart I mean especially the Texans with the burger thing I don't get involved you know I like diversity so I eat at all fast-food restaurants you know and when I'm home I go for something more tasty a big old fat steak or burger that I get from good ranchers. You might not know this, but 85% of the grass fed beef is imported from overseas. When it has a little flag thing on it that says, you know, product of the US, it's not. It's not. Just means it's been cut here. It's horrible. It's a scam. All of the high-quality beef and chicken and fish from uh, Good Ranchers comes from local farms and ranches. And for every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in need. A million meals so far. Head over to goodranchers.com, use the promo code BEC $30 off any box with Good Ranchers. You can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat that you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Make this summer one to remember by starting with American meat delivered to your door from goodranchers.com. Use the promo code beck you'll save $30 off now. goodranchers.com. So James Lindsay is uh with us and he's hacking everybody off uh online. Um because I don't I I'm not sure that people understand what he is trying to warn against. Uh welcome to the program James. Hey Glenn, always good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Um he is the author by the way of The Marxification of Education and New Discourses founder and president. Uh he says political warfare is coming during pride month and i fear you're you're right and i also fear that you're right about the warning to christians so uh james where do you want to where do you want to start
1: i think maybe we'll start kind of big picture i think we're going to see what political warfare is first of all is when you use basically intelligence kind of tactics against a population to get them to act and behave in certain ways that you can then take advantage of for political purposes, to drive an agenda, to get the DOJ to crack down on something, whatever. So now we know what that is. I think we're going to see two attacks through pride using LGBTQ, as they call it, issues as the as the wedge. One of those will be to get our corporations that skew as American brands, Ford, Ford, Target, Bud Light, you know, Americana brands to take this up full blast so the conservatives will turn around and boycott and target these corporations as we should and almost as we must. So we cut off ourselves at our own knees. And Marxists would like nothing better. But secondly, they will attack religious icons. They will go after children. We've seen this with the so called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence or whatever they call themselves mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Going after very religious offensive uh behaviors, and the goal will be to, to they know that that conservatives and particularly a lot of conservative Christians are getting angry. That they're getting desperate Uh, it's almost like they've woke up a dragon and they're going to feed the dragon and get them to do something stupid that will then turn around and get used against them to whether it's investigate churches shut down churches um come down and on on conservative christianity just from a political perspective so that they're the domestic terrorist hotbeds of the country and then come around in a few months and offer some new fake state-approved Christian churches that'll fill in uh, the space that gets left by bulldozing um, what exists now.
0: So you really think it'll go—I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised at this, but, uh, I mean, that is a huge statement to make, that they will shut down our churches—
1: well, I, you know, the federal government can only do so much with that, but they can start doing investigations, they can start digging in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there is some large Christian reaction that's not strategic, that's not thoughtful. I'm asking nobody, by the way, to sit on their hands and do nothing. This is a common misconception of what I I'm saying. But if it's not strategic, if we're not thinking intelligently about how we approach this, there are already large dossiers written for the federal government saying that the cause of January 6th, which, of course, is their favorite thing to go to, was, in fact, not even MAGA or Trump. Believe that, Believe it. How crazy is it that they say it's something other than Trump? It's Christian nationalism, which is a rising domestic terror threat. So if they can use some excuse to label churches as breeding grounds for domestic terrorism, you can bet the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and maybe the IRS are going to be cracking down and spying on churches. You can bet they're going to try to push something like a second Patriot Act that allows them to spy on churches and do whatever else that they have to do in order to try to limit that alleged threat of domestic terrorism. This is well-linked already in the federal government. This isn't just some media narrative, although that's happening too, to give it legs in the population. This is something that they'll get the public to demand that they're going to say white supremacy tied to Christian nationalism, white Christian nationalism is the biggest threat. It's a very serious concern, and they will use the unbelievable provocations that they're going to put forth in the next month or two for pride to trigger Christians into giving them the reaction that they need so that they can justify these political moves against both Christians and conservatives, but also all Americans
0: so in one survey conducted between 2007 and 2017 uh 52 percent this is the claim support some form of christian nationalism later study brookings institute public religion research institute says only 29 percent of americans fall somewhere on the christian nationalist spectrum over half republicans reportedly show some degree of support with 21% counting as adherents and 33% as sympathizers what exactly is a christian nationalist
1: you know Glenn i wish i could tell you because it's a very wide and i think deliberately wide spectrum of beliefs that ranges as from things that are as innocuous as that we need to have kind of a broad cultural revival and bring christian values back to the public square meaning at the level of individuals coming back to God, coming back to the church, getting, you know, their Christian principles right and living them, all the way to the other side where we're talking about in, say, the book that's titled A Case for Christian Nationalism by Stephen Wolfe. A Christian prince bestriding the land is the highest official, not just in the United States, but in the world. And so this Christian prince is, of course, a Protestant recreation of the pope. And this person is supposed to become the ultimate civil magistrate um, right out of kind of old philosophy, you know we talk old philosophy sometimes, Glenn, right out of Hegel's philosophy of right, where we're going to have this Mm -hmm. new kind of brilliant magistrate leader who's going to, you know, have the correct ideals and principles and lead the country. So it's a huge spectrum of that, anything in between. And they're playing, in a sense, both sides against the middle by putting out a wide spectrum of different views so that if one's unpalatable or one's too soft, they can point to the others and bounce around between the definitions and get people, and especially Christians, to dip into their values and say, well, you know what, I'm a Christian and I believe in this country, so I actually align with something in this and I'll use the label which, like I said, I believe is actually a gigantic federal government trap being set for Christians to step right into and lose their liberties.
0: So let me just give you some headlines. Politico. Um, Most Republicans support declaring the United States a Christian nation. Uh, This is from the Washington Post. Americans are growing more uh, accepting of Christian nationalism. NPR, more than half of Republicans support Christian nationalism. Uh, Well, I will tell you that uh, they will put me and my collection uh, of historic items into Christian nationalism because I do believe the founding fathers founded this. Uh, with, through their help, uh, through their belief in the help of God. And we are a Judeo Christian nation. That's where we get most of our laws and the ideas. They came from the pulpit. That doesn't mean we hate other religions or anything else. It just means that's the truth uh, of, our, of our founding. So that makes me a Christian nationalist, I'm sure, according to them. Right. Absolutely, Glenn. Yes, absolutely.
1: You know how the left works. They work through insinuation, association and salacious claims so that they can take the softest possible expression, something like what you just gave that might convince somebody it's Christian national. And then tie it to the most extreme behaviors. And this is exactly what the dossier that was presented to the House Unselect, if we might quote President Trump on it, House Unselect Committee about January 6th. It's a fifty-six page document written by a lawyer named Andrew Siddell And he he goes as far on the one hand of giving kind of very extreme examples and tying it to Neo Confederacy and people carrying Confederate flags through the Capitol. And then on the other hand, he says, Here's proof of Christian nationalism being so widespread, and it might be something is a innocuous as quoting somebody giving a prayer that's something like you know lord god bless this nation in jesus name we pray and so now all of a sudden because you're saying bless this nation that counts so your collection certainly your views certainly are going to get roped into this in fact what you'll find is most of the conservative side of the aisle will get roped into this i according to my wikipedia i'm not even a christian I work with a Christian nationalist, so I'm Christian nationalist adjacent, but it turns out that the guy that I work with, his name's Michael Fallon, you know him, is not even a Christian nationalist and is on the front line fighting against this movement and this trap with me. So the the, the facts, Will not matter to the left is what I'm saying. Right. They will rope people in. They'll use insinuation association to rope people in and to discredit them, to make them the new deplorables, the new unvaccinated, the new whatever can't be listened to. And to justify a large public scare campaign to get Democrats to pressure Democrats politicians to come out and push a second patriot act to investigate churches to to demand a mandate to figure out where this domestic extremism is allegedly coming from out of our churches
0: so here is something from the joint committee report on january 6th that white christian nationalists were more likely to eschew safety measures and prioritize the economy and liberty over the vulnerable They're also more likely to hold anti-vaccine attitudes, oppose any federal gun control restrictions due to the belief that the Second Amendment was divinely inspired. They're more likely to fear immigrants and endorse anti-immigrant policies, and they oppose same-sex marriage and transgender rights. Holy cow.
1: I'm telling you, Glenn, this is what Mao Zedong did in China and work, not specifically with Christians, although that's relevant, too. What he did very successfully was he wrapped up this campaign he called unity, criticism, unity. He said, we're going to have unity on a new basis here in China. And then he criticized viciously, unfairly, just like what you just read, anybody who might be able to be painted, not even somebody who is, but somebody who can be painted as a impediment to that new basis and unity under it, and then when everybody that's still allowed to have you know, a voice, a vote, etc., when everybody agrees, everybody who counts agrees, now they'll have unity under a new basis. We see this with the pushes for belonging, you see this with the pushes for inclusivity, you see this right here with what you just said. Every bad thing they can think of gets tied to this label Christian nationalism, and sadly if they turn to some of these harder guys that are both talking online and they're writing books and they're doing podcasts, they have ample evidence of people saying that they want to overturn the Constitution. They want to undo the 14th Amendment. They don't believe in the Equal Protection Clause. They want to get rid of the 19th Amendment. They want to get rid of free speech entirely and forced belief. They have ample evidence. This, this Stephen Wolf, who wrote this book, has a podcast out there that I've seen multiple times because people send it to me frequently. Where he says atheism will be stamped out in America. But what about Judaism? What about Mormonism? What right. about Buddhism? What about you know?
0: That is not American. Is a, See, that's that's the deal. Christian nationalism. If if that describes him, then he's neither Christian nor American. Because both of those go against Christianity and the American justice for all, freedom for all. All men are created equal. You can follow the con- your, the dictate of your conscience. Th- those things, they're in direct opposition to what, what most people who would be labeled a Christian nationalist would uh, agree with. I don't agree with anything that he just said.
1: Right. And like I said, this is probably a minority of the people that are part of the movement, but the the left doesn't need most people to believe the crazy stuff. They need one person. That's it, which is, is they have plenty now. And it's not even, by the way, that this isn't American. If I might be so bold, it's not even Christian. I mean, yeah, the idea, right. if I understand Christianity correctly, is that Jesus came, Jesus offered his message, and Jesus is it's about you come to me if you choose on your own volition this isn't about go out and force people to convert or stamp out this or that belief or whatever else and what's happening is that people are justifiably and rightly frustrated they are demoralized they're afraid for their country and they're starting to get desperate they're saying it's too late the constitution's already dead the law is already captured we don't have any other options and i don't
0: (laughs) you're not a christian because everything but god everything but god have faith raising someone from the dead a little more difficult than bringing America back to uh, its sane place, not even its world standing, just where sanity and reason are once again followed. That's not a big magic trick for God to do. Raising dead, that's kind of a big thing. What do you say we stop saying we're out of time, there's no hope, and start aligning yourself with the actual principles of christ and christianity
1: you know i ask these fellows all the time these christian guys i say why do you doubt god's timing if you have faith why do you doubt god's timing the American people are waking up to this they're waking up to this now people have spoken about it for 30 years some longer there are books from the early 1980s talking about yep. this, this march through our institutions and people couldn't hear it or see it but now people are waking up fast they're understanding the ESG is kind of at the heart of something that's going on they understand that social emotional learning is the heart of the brainwashing happening in our schools we're learning the targets we're learning what's going on we're learning it very quickly and we are actually as you mentioned with the boycotts we're will Willing to stand up and take a stand, yeah. Maybe we should trust in the timing of this because it's meant to be this way. Maybe that's okay. the case.
0: So, James Lindsay is with me. Hang on just a second because I've got a lot more. You have time for the whole hour with me, James? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, give me 60 seconds. We'll be back with uh, James Lindsay. Um, you know, when you think of what Mike Lindell has done, um, He's uh, he's built quite a little empire. And, you know, it's not just the pillows. It's I mean, over and over and over again. His latest offer is the six piece towel set. They're made with USA cotton, extremely absorbent, yet soft and durable set comes with two bath towels, hand towels, washcloths. Now, these are normally 100 bucks. So these would be what my mom would say were the guest, you know, towels that we only use when guests are here. And we're like, when do guests stay with us, mom? When? These towels are never, we're going to have these towels after you're dead and they'll still be unused. But these are not guest towels because you can get them now for 25 bucks. That's promo code BECK, 70% in savings. 25 bucks for the sixth towel set. Uh, they'll sell out fast, so go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square and get the clearance price of 25 bucks on the towel set. It is MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK 800 966 10 seconds, station ID. So, James, you are warning as well, I'm thinking here, that you are seeing the capital T traditionalist movement that is happening overseas. And you're you're warning about that as well, just kind of an American version of it, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a very broad movement. It's a reaction is always provoked by communists. Communism is a global uh phenomenon. It is provoking a, you know, traditionalist uh reaction or return globally not just in the United States but we see it springing up around Europe we see it springing up particularly in Hungary and it is something to be concerned about but it's also something that we can draw from if we're willing to be smart and strategic correct and this is all I'm asking people to do is let's be strategic about we know we're going to be provoked let's be smart about it let's turn the table on them instead of letting them manipulate us into giving them everything
0: they need okay when we come back we're going to talk strategy. Uh, because he's obviously put a lot of thought into this. I believe he is accurate. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick example of uh, history, how accurate he is. That is the next step. What do we do? That answer when we come back. The Glenn Beck Program. Goldmine celebrating Memorial Day for the whole week with a special offer uh, for both their new and existing clients right now with all the crazy... Economy news pending. Uh, We have uh, some bad things coming down the pike. Uh, We should be prepared now. Time and time again throughout history, when things get bad, the same financial wisdom holds true. Precious metals such as gold and silver have always been the best hedge against the insanity that plagues markets from time to time. Goldline celebrating Memorial Day week with a special offer to both new and existing clients with every tube of 25 of Goldline's popular quarter ounce Mayflower Gold Rounds. These are beautiful coins. You'll receive at no charge either five of the five ounce silver American flag bars, or you can opt to receive 25 of the one ounce Liberty Bell silver rounds. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Goldline.com 866 Goldline. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go
1: to subscribe to Blaze TV. You'll get Studos America and Glenn TV live tonight. Use the promo code Glenn.
0: Why do I think that James Lindsay is right about this? Because of this. Uh, in 1916, all of the churches, uh, all of the leaders all said, war, 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 it's going to be won quickly. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, World War I is not won quickly. It starts with uh, Germany and they are completely demoralized, and then they are raked against the coals by the uh, Paris Treaty. They're embarrassed, they're humiliated, they're angry. 1919, you've got a pandemic starts to wipe everybody out. Churches, real, true Christianity collapses around this time, Um, And it becomes intertwined with government. It was already intertwined during the war, saying, God wants this. We'll make us victorious, blah, blah, blah. So people's faith kind of goes away. And there's a new republic. And in this new republic, the Weimar Republic, society begins extolling drugs, sex. The first transgender surgery happens there. Uh, Pedophilia is starting to be. Um, really kind of in the mix of things. It's in schools. The first sexology university happens. Money collapse then happens. Regular people are struggling, but the 20-somethings, they do well because they don't have families. And it's a new world. And so all of the people that were saying, wait a minute, this," but these principles don't work. They're all ushered out. Lawlessness, frustration, uh, homelessness, poverty, fear. Then a guy comes along and says, you know, Christianity is under attack. Look at what's happening, all this immoral living, and I'll clean it up. And good Christians and people who normally are good people Because of the 10 years prior, completely lost now and couldn't identify what Christianity. Somebody's got to do something. And they elect Hitler. Six months later, the churches, most of the altars have a photo of Hitler, not of Christ. The book burning starts with the LGBT stuff and then just doesn't stop. That's why I think James Lindsay is right. And it's a warning to Christians. James, do you agree with that or not?
1: I think that's right, and I think that a lot of Christians should pay attention. I know Eric Metaxas has a wonderful book about Bonhoeffer, and they can hear what happened with the churches and the Nazis and how the churches can very easily be either roped into these things or even cowed into silence to go along with it. Of course, they didn't know what was coming, the the full scope of the terror, but they should have known that something was badly wrong. And it's very important for us to understand What we can learn from history to see the trajectories the setups the left uses the same playbooks again and again and again and we actually if we get serious can outsmart them
0: so how do we do it
1: well it depends are you an everyday guy are you a legislator there's different things different people can do uh in the first instance where i mentioned there are these two main provocations the one against christians being one and we'll talk about that in a moment but the one against corporations Every time one of these big corporations, whether it's Ford or Target or Kohl's or whoever, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, whatever, when they come out with their crazy provocations, you know they're gonna put forth in the next two months, point back to ESG. We have to be talking about ESG. We have to be getting congressional hearings. Call your congressman get the House Oversight Committee pulling these CEOs, pulling these corporate executives in and asking them, why on earth did you do this with your corporation? How is this consistent with fiduciary responsibility?
0: Hang on just a sec. That stops the argument from being about Christian values. It's about ESG, right?
1: ESG is going to bring in a whole new religion that they call sustainability and inclusion. Correct. every other religion will bend the knee to it or else it will be... Put on, uh, you know, the government's thumb will be put down upon it. Our First Amendment will not defend us if we enter into, into an entirely new set of principles. And so, this is where we've got to turn the conversation with every one of these provocations. This is about ESG. This is about your corporate equality index. This is about your healthcare equality index. This is about your municipal equality index. All, All right. three of those put forth by the human rights campaign. And why on earth there should be hearings? There should be attorneys general pushing on this. Why on earth are our municipalities, why on earth are our corporations, our healthcare system beholden to a nonprofit called the Human Rights Campaign? Why is that number so important to them? And if we turn the conversation to the real target instead of fighting with each other, then it puts them in a bad place, especially if we start to expose the actual mechanisms that they use to run this racketeering scam on our our corporations.
0: So what does the average person do? Besides well, calling and, and calling your congressmen and, and uh, your AGs, because I 100% agree with that. What do you yes, do? They
1: should, so they should be doing that. They should be, of course, getting educated on this matter, learning what ESG is, learning about the Corporate Equality Index, and making this message. But as for the other kinds of provocations, it's crucial to think about these provocations before you react. What are they trying to get me to react to? to do and then don't do that if they want you to quit you can't quit if they want you to punch somebody you absolutely cannot show up and punch somebody you have to be thinking I mean it, it, you, you want to think almost from again if I might draw off the Bible with Jesus's instruction about turning the other cheek the idea is if they insult you then you turn the other cheek and let them insult you again their provocations look ridiculous they look hideous they are not popular with the American people but they look reasonable compared to a violent reaction. They look necessary compared to people throwing a fit in the other direction. So if you're a Christian, you should be praying for these people. You should be offering, Mm -hmm. Hey, if you have questions, we're happy to answer. We're not going to push anything on you, but we know you're struggling. We know this isn't healthy. We know some of you know that, and if you want, need an open door, totally private, you can come talk to us. They should be making these kind of peaceful offers. And again, turn the other cheek. You're going to insult our religion, you've insulted our religion, aren't you the big guy? Aren't you so cool and edgy? It's embarrassing if you don't react to it. And you can highlight that they are acting grotesquely and badly, and our media should be highlighting this. Every time they do these provocations, we should be able to highlight it, just like the left will highlight even one guy showing up and being a jerk. We should be pointing out, look at how grotesque it is. Look at how it happens again and again. But you must protect yourself. You must protect your churches. If you are in that kind of position, you must protect your kids and your family and the, the kids in your neighborhood as well as you can. So get involved in their lives. Don't take them to a protest at Dodger Stadium. Do something online. Have a prayer vigil, whatever it is. If you do have people in L.A. who go to Dodger Stadium, do not cross the street. Stay across the street just like you would do. The the playbook should be the same as the way Christians approach abortion centers. They don't go attack them. They stand a reasonable distance away and make their presence known and pray and offer to counsel and offer to meet with people. And they don't go provoke. We must not counter provoke because that's what they're counting on.
0: A lot of people will say that this is just acquiescing, that you're just you're just, you know, we got to fight fire with fire, which I think is suicide. You'll burn the entire thing down.
1: Well, yeah, the thing is, is we should, in a sense, if we're going to fight fire with fire, you have to pick the right fire. The media is a good fire. We know that they've weaponized the mainstream media against us, but we also know that on social media through programs like yours, that these counter stories, as it were, go viral as well. Everybody that shares these things, they slowly leak out. They slowly get out there. If you don't give them the reaction, the story is look at these provocateurs acting in a grotesque way. People all over this country are sick and tired of these provocations. They're sick and tired of a a month of debauchery and degeneracy pretending to be a civil rights movement. And all you have to do is put a spotlight on this. All you have to do is protect your kids and your family from it and put a spotlight on this to embarrass them. Um, this, it's, it sounds like it's acquiescing, but it's not. Acquiescing is ignoring it and say, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. This is shining a light on what they're doing. And then starting to ask the questions, why is this being allowed? Why does Dodger Stadium bend over to this? Well, let's get an investigation going. Let's look into that. Maybe it's investigative journalism. Maybe it's a hearing before the legislature.
0: So really your strategy, if I read it right, and I think you're right, uh, if I'm reading you right, um, that your strategy for a lot of it is keep the heat on, but do it smartly because people are waking up. It's only a matter of time before this ends and God is in charge
1: i'll tell you glenn nothing makes these people matter than not getting the reaction no, that they're trying to get and when they don't get that reaction they will escalate and if they don't get the reaction again this is turn the other cheek they will escalate again they are obsessed with pushing this and they are obsessed with getting the reaction they need to do their social alchemy which is literally what it is problem reaction solution it's social alchemy if you continue to not give it to them if you continue to stand like nick sandeman and smile in their face, and not give them what they want. Yeah. Here's the case study. They will go berserk, and they will completely discredit themselves.
0: You're getting a lot of heat from people, and part of it, I think, James, is you're such a reasonable guy and nice guy, and you go and read some of your stuff online, you're like, whoa, whoa. I mean, you are just lobbing it back at them. Um, but uh, what is it that people are having a problem with? Because I don't have a problem with anything you're saying. Well, um,
1: the accusations that I get are what we've already talked about, that I'm calling people to acquiesce, whereas I'm telling people a million other things. Take this as a call to go study the founding documents of this country and remember the liberty that we're defending. Take this as a call to spend quality time with your children and bring real values to them and their friends. I'm giving lots of advice for things to do, but I'm not giving advice to do something desperate. And so that's upsetting the people who have become desperate. Another thing that I'm going to attack on, and this is so typical of the left that it's sickening to see it come from people who call themselves conservative, is that they say that I'm attacking Christians. I am attacking no Christians, I'm warning Christians, but there are certain people who happen to also be Christian or who claim the label Christian who I am attacking because I think that they're provoking people to be the reaction that the left needs. So if I say something about those particular Christians, they say, hey, look, he's attacking Christians. It's the same as if I say, you know what, I don't think that we should be doing transition surgeries on children. And the Media matter says James Lindsay is anti-LGBTQ. He hates LGBTQ people. It's lumping a gigantic group of people into a uh, criticism that is being targeted at a small number of people who claim the same label. And the left is very good at this. It's sad and, like I said, sickening to see it come from people who call themselves conservatives. But this is what it is. Um, So I'm speaking truth. I'm giving giving you know viable solutions. I'm saying that we have to act strategically. When when people are provoked to being angry, they don't want to act strategically. They want to go do something. They want to do something now. They want to pound the table, and it's that unfortunate will be the death that, that of America. Are,
0: that will be the right, death of freedom. We are
1: not in that position to do that we have to be smarter than this this movement we have to cause it to stumble in fact i tell christians often you know jesus says to pray for your enemies i say well, pray for them to stumble pray (laughs) for them to mess up today
0: and they will they will they already are i really think they already are because people are waking up to it james thank you for for everything thanks for um, um watching this educating yourself going deeper into marxism and and strategies and uh and Standing Guard at the Gate. Thank you so much, James. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Uh, His website is newdiscourses.com. Um, his name is James Lindsay. His book that he has out came out about a year ago or so is The Marxification uh, of Education. James Lindsay is his name. I want you to imagine for a minute House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, you know, the most esteemed Republican in... <clears throat> Yeah. Anyway, let's say he says, you know, I'm your real estate agent and I'm going to get a great deal for you. You would know immediately. Don't trust that guy. He's not going to get a good deal for you. Right. That's the opposite of what you're going to find for a real estate agent when you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company, and the trust part comes from the fact that we only work with the people who we have really vetted six ways to Sunday. Real estate agents in your area, the people who know all of the best practices, they're ethical, they're going to help you build and manage the team of people you need to help you succeed on the buying and selling side. Now... Does that sound anything at all like Kevin McCarthy? No. Mm -mm. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I would uh, just like to let you know there is something really great called Liberty Village and it is being built in uh, St. George, Utah, and it is a village that will have Independence Hall, uh, Mount Vernon. Uh, they're building all these different uh, buildings and their education centers for people to come. They, uh, St. George's really wants to be, I think, America's first city. Um, and so we've been uh, selling tickets at unitedwepledge.org to help them build this, f- f- you know. And we were selling tickets to our uh, our events, uh, which there are many of them. But uh, you can uh, find those at unitedwepledge.org. The one that I'm uh, most involved with is the museum. Seventy five million dollars worth of unbelievable historic uh, pieces. I announced yesterday, and you can go to United We Pledge. Click on the tickets right on the front page, and up at the top, it'll say Idaho event. You can get Idaho tickets as well. I'm hoping if this is a success and people enjoy it, that we'll be able to take this on the road. If it's not a success, we're not taking it on. The, obviously, not taking it on the road. Um, but uh, you, you really need to see it. You will have an understanding of our history, and you will see things that you've, you've just never seen before uh it's really incredible and you'll hear the entire history of america Uh, very christian nationalist i hear um Hmm. but uh you can get those tickets now and these are going to go fast that's july 7th and 8th in uh, idaho 7th and 8th that's a friday and saturday um and uh you can you can find those it's in southern idaho find the tickets get them now because they are going to go super fast. Uh, You can get them at unitedwepledge.org unitedwepledge.org and I hope to see you there. In Idaho, I'm going to be probably doing most of the tours myself. Um, In St. George, I just just thought it's 10 days. I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'm going to be there at both of these. Get your tickets, whether it's St. George or Southern Idaho. Get them now, unitedwepledge.org in Idaho, proceeds go to build, uh, finish building a new library and their school. I'm not making a dime on this. I'm trying to help these communities help themselves. UnitedWePledge.org. The Glenn Beck Program.